Episode 7, Trusting God in a Distrustful World. So I am so happy that you are here. If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. So happy that you've made your way to this podcast. If this is not your first time, then welcome back and thank you for joining us once again. So um, if I'm just going to hop right on into it and not wait any longer, I want to keep this short and sweet and to the point. Because as most of you may know, I am like past due for an episode. <laughs> How many of us know life be life in sometimes? So um, yeah, I guess we can go ahead and kind of talk about that. So um, today's topic of discussion is going to cover trusting God through difficult times and trusting God in a distrustful world. Um, so if anyone saw my posts um, yesterday that I posted before dropping this episode, I had posted a picture um, that I actually created. It, I just wanted like a cute little wallpaper for my phone and it's some lilies and um, it's prover- the scripture is Proverbs 3, 3 verse 5 through, se- through 6. Sorry. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. So I have been introduced to a season where I am blindly trusting God. And I'm not saying like I haven't blindly trusted him before because I most definitely have. But this is just the area where I love to have control and I do not have control over it anymore. So um, it was a little scary to loosen the reins on that and what that looks like and how that feels. And, you know, it can be uncomfortable. There's just a lot of a lot of things that I don't always have control over. And I feel that when I have the need or the desire to have control over those things, that I'm not really submitting to God. I'm not really telling him that I trust him and his plans and his decision making for my life or for my son's life because I'm still having or I'm still trying to have control over things. So um, leaning on on God's understanding, that's something that we don't know. We don't truly know how what his thought process is and the ways that he thinks. And, you know, he's making a decision now that's going to affect someone a thousand years later. Like we have no idea the magnitude of each decision that he makes, but he does. So being that we say that we have faith in God or we believe in God, what does that really look like? What does belief look like? What does trust look like? And what does faith look like because ultimately they are all in like this little this little bowl like 
any of y'all had like pasta salad, let's just say regular salad, you have like the lettuce and you have the tomatoes and the cucumbers or cheese or croutons, whatever you like to put on your salad. But all together, it's salad, you know, like each of them is their own component, but all together, it's a salad, you know, so it's like we have hope and we have trust and we have faith and we have belief and maybe mixing a little perseverance and endurance. <laughs> like, what does that look like for a follower of Christ, for a belief in the Almighty God? Like, what does that look like for us? And how do we navigate exemplifying that, if that's the right word? Um, being an example of that in a world who has a bad taste in their mouth in regards to trust so let's talk about our society like our the societal messages that encourage skepticism and distrust like it's oh you know i don't trust no man and you can't trust these fill in the four little word right there (laughs) you can't trust these eh, and you can't trust these eh." so (laughs) Like, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of, oh, trust no one. And you you can't even trust your family members and don't trust strangers. And it's just a lot of a lot of distrust. And I'm not saying that we just need to blindly give everyone the benefit of the doubt and trust everyone with certain things. That is that's just not wise. And scripture even tells us to not be so trusting with with just anyone with anything so how do we navigate through that how do we learn to to trust in a god who we can't see because he's working behind the scenes how do we learn to trust in him when all of society and culture is telling us to not trust anyone the people that we know the people that we love the people that we work with that are around us our family our friends how do we learn how to do that um that culture can affect our faith because now it's like well it's already hard to or it can be challenging to believe and trust in a being that i can't see but now I'm having society tell me to trust in no one. Okay, now how do I how do I do this? Well, God tells us to listen to no man. That man's opinion um, and guidance is just not relevant to God's. And I actually thought I had the scripture written down here. Oh, here it is. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. That's Psalm 118.8. So I'm just going to give a little backstory as to where all of this is coming from because I felt it heavy on my heart. This is something that I'm currently going through. And that's why it's taken me a while to drop another episode because I can I can get I've been very overwhelmed with a lot of tasks lately with my new um, position with work and my son and my other part-time job. And then just to have some personal things go on in my life, like it can kind of be a lot at once and then adding to the podcast. 
but um, it's 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 no excuse because this is how I serve and um, or one of the ways that I serve, and so I have to be more diligent and strategic on my planning with that. I apologize for being MIA on y'all, but besides the point, I've been experiencing that letting go, like I was just talking about, and I had a. Ooh, I don't like to be transparent. <laughs> I don't always like to open up, but here we go. So I had a recent, um, somewhat of a relationship, not really a relationship, but more so like a, a love situation. I don't know what to call it. Um, but I, I deeply love this person and I, it was in our best interest for us to separate and have a separation from each other because both of us are in a place where we are not healed. And the pain that he experienced in his past and the pain that I've experienced in in my past is causing us to inflict pain upon each other and it's not intentional it's not purposeful and it's really other than that is really not a bad relationship whatsoever um but it's just you know hurt people hurt people and we want to we want to try to live in a world where that's not even a saying anymore so really taking that time to focus on your individual healing and growth and building that relationship with God, um, that's where I'm at right now. So it was painful for me because this is a person who, uh, like I said, I deeply love and care for, and it's also my best friend. So it's hard to kind of pull away and and in that way and transition to that and like what that looks like and feels like. It's very, very different for me. So I've been experiencing that. But um, it's been good. It's it's honestly a very healthy decision, and um, you know sometimes I get a little little sad thinking about it because I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss this person. This is you know the person that I want to talk to all the time. But I know that we're headed on a direction that God is narrowing our paths. Like He's making our paths straight. And that's because we're focusing on him. We're focusing on healing. We're leaning on him with our hearts and trusting blindly. Like, I don't have control over this. I don't know if this person is ever going to come back. I don't know if this person is going to be the person I spend the rest of my life with. But I know that if I focus on the Lord, I focus on the path that he wants me to walk and I lean on to him and not on to my own controlling tendencies or need to be involved and need to know everything and constant reassurance. If I don't lean on that because my knowledge is lacking very much so, but lean into him, I can experience so much more. I can, I know ultimately I will gain the desires of my heart in his timing and um, I know a lot of us have heard the scripture, Matthew seventeen twenty. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. 
nothing will be impossible for you. And I feel like um, verses like those are like the ones that our people wear on t-shirts or they may have in their home or that they just say when, you know, talking Bible jargon um, or something. But it's truly got it. Jesus is truly telling us anything is possible when you believe. And it sounds so magical or mystical, like, oh, haha, yeah, I just got to believe that, you know, I can jump over the moon, it's going to happen. It's like, okay, maybe jumping over the moon is a reach. <laughs> but for things through God, nothing is impossible. Like, nothing is impossible. And if you really sit and meditate on that, imagine the things that that you desire, the good things, the pure things, the desires of your heart. For me, I want a family. I I want a beautiful family um, who is rooted in faith, who serves their community, who helps others. I want a long-lasting, healthy marriage rooted on um, God. Like that's something that I that I deeply long for. And so, I'm learning in this season to be patient to wait, to trust in him, and to focus my attention on him and and our relationship because I know the more that I can strengthen that and endure in the process, I know I'm going to receive everything that he has for me on the other side of it. And that's the biggest thing about trust. I trust. I even Googled the definition <laughs> because I wanted to be able to give it to you. And the definition of trust is, well, in the dictionary, is reliance on the integrity, strength, ability, surety, etc. of a person or thing. Confidence or confident expectation of something. Hope. So I was like, wow, like, again, hope, trust, they're all confidence, they're all mixed into that like salad bowl of a faith. Faith is an accumulation of words. It's action. It's now. It's, it's everything into one. And I'm in a season where I'm, I'm really being tested and I guess I'm enjoying it (laughs) because I'm always looking for opportunities for growth and this is definitely one of them so I'm just I'm thoroughly encouraging other people you know if you're embarking on that healing journey um oh also by the way I'm going to therapy (laughs) so just know you got some good episodes coming because I'm about to be going through it, so I'm bringing y'all along with me. (laughs) And I also, um, I bought that shadow work journal. If anyone has seen that on TikTok or Instagram, I've heard so many good reviews on it. Um, But yeah, I got it on TikTok for like $8 in free shipping. It got here in like, what, four or five days. So I'm really excited to be working on that this week. And hopefully by next episode, I can give you guys some uh, like a follow up review and see how it's going. That'd be pretty cool. Hebrews 11 verse 1. 
Um, and it reads, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And the word assurance in this verse refers to a feeling of certainty or confidence. It is a conviction that something is true and will come to pass. The word conviction refers to a strong belief that something is true, even in the face of doubt or uncertainty. So faith leads us to assurance and conviction because it allows us to trust in God and his promises, even when we can't see the immediate outcome. So for example, Abraham had faith that God would fulfill his promise of him having a child, even though he was of old age and him and his wife are like, we are we are just up there. How are we going to give birth? Like, it doesn't make sense. But he continued to have faith, knowing that God would do what he said that he would do because he had a plan for his life. So hope is an important aspect of faith because it allows us to look forward to the future with confidence and with expectation. So even when you're going through these trials and these circumstances, you're able to hope because you know that what scripture tells us that God will never leave or forsake you, that his ways and his thoughts are above yours, that he has a plan for you, that before you were born, he knew you. So everything that you need, he knows he will provide it for you. We are the ones who have to keep our end of the bargain and having faith and really entrusting in him. Um, and when we have hope, we can endure difficult times and persevere through these trials. So this is just somewhere where I am and I truly wanted to share it with you because I know that it's it's something super common. You know, like we live in a society where it can be hard to trust people. And again, I'm not telling you to just blindly trust anyone. Of course, use your own judgment, use your own discernment. But, um, you know, for people that we do have that we can lean on, I feel that we should start allowing our, ourselves to trust those people. I'm speaking for myself because I have people that I trust and sometimes I still don't lean on those people for advice, for comfort, for companionship, just because I don't know, like um, I've been, because of past experiences really. So using your own judgment and discernment and asking God for his take on it, lean on those around you, find community. Um, I joined a small group with my church and I call these women my sisters because I truly love them. And it's been a big um, aspect in my healing and my growth journey with Christ. So I'm just going to give um, a few tips that I find helpful on your journey with trusting in God, um, strengthening your faith in him and during these challenging times. So prayer and meditation, regularly engaging those to connect with him. These practices can provide a sense of peace and definitely reinforce your trust in God's presence. It's also very calming and relaxing. It can be very intentional when you take the time, set that time out of your day, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever works best for you to just sit there with God by yourself. No phones, no music, no distraction, just the Lord and meditation. 
very peaceful. Um, studying scripture, diving into the the scripture can definitely inspire you because of the stories and the teachings and even some of the verses that I've shared that even when I'm reading them, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just have to sit and meditate and really fully grasp the concept of what is being said and allowing God to speak to me through the the scriptures and revealing whatever he needs to for me specifically in that moment. Also, I find reflecting on my past experiences really does something for me because it reminds me of all the times that God was there before. And so it makes me realize he's going to continue to be there going forward. If he's if he did it before, he's going to do it again, you know. Um, so remembering those times where he's been there for you, where he's saved your life, where he's provided for you, where he's comforted for you, excuse me, will remind you of the promises that he's made and that he's kept them. So remember that going into the future, that thing, even when it gets hard or I feel like I want to give up or I feel like it's too much to handle, I know that his timing is the right timing. Seeking guidance from spiritual leaders, those people that you trust, um, having that community is always great. Um, practicing gratitude, just waking up in the morning and throughout the day, even at times when you don't feel like it or you, you don't want to talk to anyone, you had a stressful day. It's just like, what can I be grateful for in this moment? If I'm driving home from work, thank you, Lord, I have a vehicle to get to and from work. Lord, thank you that I have a job that I can provide for myself. It may not be the job that I like. It may not give me everything that I need, but thank you, God, that I have um, a job, I have a car, that I have family, that I have a phone, that I have certain necessities or certain privilege, privileges, excuse me, that not everyone gets to have. We live in a country where often we can be very sheltered from a lot of the things that goes on, even in our own, in our own neighborhoods and communities, but especially outside of our country. So just expressing the gratitude that um, for the privileges that you have can be very rewarding and reminding you how blessed you are and how much that God really is moving in your life. This is one of um, the biggest ones is, uh, well, there's two big ones, <laughs> but serving others, um, that always just fills my spirit is, is doing something for other people, connecting with God's people, sharing the gospel, and just honestly sharing love and just, just being a a shoulder to lean on, an ear for someone to listen to, that can always give you a better sense of purpose. Um, keeping a faith journal, document your spiritual journey, including your prayers, reflections, and experiences. This can definitely serve as a reminder for your ongoing relationship. And this one, this is the, this is the meat. <laughs> Accept uncertainty. Mm. That one's for me right there. <laughs> but understanding that faith and trust often coexist with uncertainty. It's okay to have questions and doubts. They can be a part of your spiritual growth. Trusting God doesn't mean having all the answers. So that's the biggest thing is knowing that, Lord, I do not know everything. But I'm trusting in you to guide me along this path. I'm trusting you as my provider. 
as my protector, as my teacher, and as my friend. And I know that you have a plan for me, and I trust your plan above anything that I could come up with. So Lord, I submit my worries to you, my anxieties, my doubts, and my fears, and even my controlling tendencies on my life. And I ask that you make my path straight, Lord, so that they align with you and lead me into righteousness. Amen. <laughs> so trust and accept the uncertainty. And I'm going to leave us with one more scripture. And it is going to be James 1, 6. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. A wave in the sea, it comes and goes. It's not, it's not steady. It's not solid. It's not a foundation. You can't lay anything on it and expect that thing to be there. But for those of us who truly believe, we build our foundation on the rock because that is what won't move when storms come, when winds blows, when floods flood. The rock is moving. The Lord is our anchor amidst the storm. So thank you, listener, for tuning in to another episode of Tracing the Fingerprints of God. I thank you for staying and listening, and I pray that you have gained some insight, some knowledge, and um, some peace for your soul. And uh, I hope to see you on the next episode. So thank you and stay prayed up, blessed up. I love you and see you soon.